Dear friends in Christ Jesus, once again I extend you a very warm welcome to you to this Eucharistic celebration, 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading and the second reading and the Gospel, they taught us the important lesson about prayer. The first reading says, the prayer of the lowly person will break the clouds and God will hear his prayer. And the gospel reading and the temple collector, tax collector and the Pharisee went to pray to the temple. Three pastors were talking about the appropriate and effective positions for prayer. As they were talking, a telephone repairman was working on the phone system in the background. One pastor shared that he felt the key to prayer is in the hands. He held his hands together and pointed them upward as a form of symbolic worship. The second pastor suggested the real prayer was conducted on your knees. The praying through knee is an effective form of prayer, he said. And the third pastor said, they both had it all wrong. The only position worth, his, worth its salt was to pray while stretched out flat on your face. By this time, the phone, telephone repair man could not stay out of the conversation any longer. He interjected and he said, I found that the most powerful prayer I ever made was while I was dangling upside down by my heels from a power pole suspended 40 feet above the ground. Dear friends in Christ Jesus, why did you come to church today? And what is your attitude in the church today? And when you go home, how will you go home? And these three questions are Jesus is asking us today, why did you come to church? What, are your, what is your attitude in the church? How will you go home? In the parable, both the Pharisee and the tax collector went to the temple in Jerusalem temple to pray. And when you examine their actions and attitude, you discover they went for two different reasons. Why did you come today? The Obviously, the Pharisee was at the temple for others to see how good he was. To him, it was a public performance. His behavior at the temple was just part of the script. He had given much thought about what he would wear, where he would stand, and what he would say, because there was an audience really directed toward God. He prayed to himself, he was there to be seen and to be heard by other worshippers. 
Jesus warned about this kind of behavior in Matthew 6:5. But when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. When you are preparing to come to church, what was going in your mind? Are you thinking more about who will be there to see you than you are about connecting with God? Do you choose what you are going to wear based on what other people will think about you? I know you cannot believe it. Some people actually come to church because they think it will help them in their businesses, in politics, or will improve their social standing. And we need to on answer honestly, why do you attend church? There was a little girl named Vinnie who was kneeling by her bed with her mom and dad to say her night prayers. He began to shout to the top of her lungs, Dear God, I have been real good this year, so please let me get a new bicycle for my birthday. Her mom said, Daughter, daughter, God is not deaf. You don't need to yell. She said, God is not deaf, but grandma is. She's, she's in the next room. And my dear friends, why do we pray to be seen by others? And the tax collector showed up because he was in trouble and he believed God would help him. His body language revealed his sense of unworthiness. He could not walk to the friend of the crowd. Instead, he kept his distance. He did not focus on other people there. He focused on God. Why are you here today? Is it just your habit or part of your weekend routine? Perhaps you came because your parents or your spouse pressured you to come. Or you may feel guilty if you don't come. Did you come seeking to connect with the Almighty God, the creator of the universe? God says in Jeremiah chapter 29, 13, You will seek me and you will find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Some people may come seeking God, but our half-hearted worship becomes hindrance to them. And there was a pastor who shared this message. He recently read a letter sent to him by a pastor from another state. It was written by a teenager. Her words have haunted him. She wrote to one of her friends, Dear Kathy, I attended your church yesterday. Although you had invited me, you were not there, so I sat alone. After sitting down, a lady came up and informed me that I was in her seat. I was so impressed because I did not know some seats were reserved in the church. Finally, I climbed over some people, hugging the aisle, and found another seat. During the singing, I was surprised to note that some of the church people were not singing at all. Instead, they looked around or just stared into the sp space. The pastor's speech was interesting, although some members did not seem to think so. They looked bored and restless. I recognized some of my classmates, a few pews in front of me, but they were giggling and passing notes. I thought how rude they, they were. The pastor talked about the reality of faith, which I decided did not have enough of. 
the message really got me to so i thought about walking forward but i was unsure i saw some people walking out before the the celebration was over so i figured it must not be too important to stay to the end so i slipped out too as i left i said good morning to one couple but they were in a hurry and must not have heard me my parents do not go to church i came alone yesterday hoping to find a place to truly worship and find some love i am sorry but i did not find it in your church when that pastor read that letter he got literally got on his knees and said please god don't let this be the impression people get when they come here and my dear friends the second question jesus would ask us today what's your attitude in church in the parable jesus showed two totally different attitudes people can display in worship the pharisee presented an attitude that said i am proud of my goodness but the bible warns against the dangerous kind of pride characterized by self love egoism and arrogance pride loves to talk about i in verse 11 the pharisee used i and me several times he said i thank you i am not like other man i fast twice a week i give a tit of all i get those are all good things to do you should pray you should fast and you should tit but the pride dominates him and the problem with pride pride seldom admits a need pride gives a person false sense of self sufficiency have you ever had the expression i am too proud to ask for help when you are too proud to ask for help or admit you have a problem you are too proud period when you ask a proud person how can you pray for them probably they will often say i am all right they say that because they are too proud to admit they have a need and the pride the problem with pride pride sees the fault faults of others did you notice the pharisee was quick to criticize condemn the rest of the humanity and the tax collector who was standing with him pride blinds a person to their own faults and magnifies the failure and faults of others when you compare yourself to someone else you are using the wrong standard god's measuring stick is not the goodness or badness of another person his standard is jesus how do you measure up to him we hear people often justify their goodness by saying they have never robbed a bank or murdered someone sure when you compare yourself to some serial murderer you may look like a moral hero but our standard is jesus how do you measure up to him the second attitude expressed in the church in the temple was the by tax collector not the pride but the humility i desperately need god's mercy the tax collector could not even lift up his head he was so badened he bounded his fist on the chest and spontaneous gesture of his agony over his sin he uttered seven simple words with a voice broken with emotion god be merciful to me a sinner he literally said be merciful to me the sinner as if he considered himself chief among all sinners a great line from the popular movie rudy rudy was an undersized kid 
who dreamed of playing a football for Notre Dame. In one sense, he was talking to an old Catholic priest. The priest told Rudy, after all these years, there are only two things I am totally certain about. There is a God. Number one, there is a God. And two, I am not him. Is that your attitude? Have you come to a place in your life where you know you cannot make to another moment without God's mercy, peace, and forgiveness in your life. And my dear friends, that's the approach we need to have and seeking God's mercy through humility. And the third lesson, how will you go home after coming to God's dwelling place, temple? And the Pharisee, he went unchanged, religious, and proud of it. The Pharisee was so committed to his religious observance and he could be proud by his performance, so he went home unchanged. And thousands of people attend church every Sunday after Sunday, but they have exactly the way they come in. To them, religious observance is something they do, so they can be proud of the, about their contact. God addressed to them to the problem of superficial religion in Isaiah chapter 29-13. The Lord says, those people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is made up of only rules taught by men. I hope you go home today in the same way the tax collector did. Unburdened, right with God and thankful for it. Jesus said the bad guy, not the respectable religious Pharisee, went home justified right with God. And the tax collector entered church so bad and down by his sin, he could not even lift up his head, but when he cried out for the mercy of God, he experienced the liberation of forgiveness. He had not done anything to deserve it. He could not brag about it. All he could do was to thank God for it. My dear friends, maybe you are here today, you feel a little out of place because you are not really a religious person. Or you have the, have the heart of humility like the tax collector, earnestly seeking God's mercy and his forgiveness and thanking God for all the blessings in your life. And congratulations, my dear friends. Like the tax collector, you are the best candidate for salvation. Amen.